So Thanksgiving, like I said, I did a little bit of research and um, I went online and did some studying because in England, do you know what this Thursday is in England? That's right, it's Thursday. That's all it is. It's just Thursday. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, But I did find out that the tradition established here in America actually predates um, America. It actually, it it comes from England. So it turns out that back in the time of the Reformation, around the time when King Henry VIII was sat upon the throne in England, the church decided there was just way too many different holidays and and holy days. They kind of narrowed some of them down and, and took some of them out. And they landed on some of these special days that they considered to be days of fasting. And then they had these other days that they considered to be Thanksgiving days, days of Thanksgiving. And several of those would happen throughout the year. And traditionally, one would happen around the fall time where um, the people of the church would gather together and they would just give thanks to God for his, um, his blessing, his providence during the harvest time. And when the pilgrims made their way to America, they brought that tradition with them. And that practice continued on. From the earliest days there, they would give thanks to God for the great harvest, for the provision. And I've got to be honest, I I like this holiday. Because this dates back to when the pilgrims were still around and and English people were popular. And it was a a good time. Now, obviously, there's another holiday you have. That's July 4th. Not as big of a fan of the July 4th holiday. That's more the other extreme when we decided, you know what? Let's get rid of these English. We're not so keen on them anymore. So I like the Thanksgiving time when we're all still friends. I think that's how history went anyhow. So I'll be celebrating with friends and family this, this Thursday and looking forward to that. But the reality is Thanksgiving, I thought, now let's, let's really study this. Let's, let's work out exactly what Thanksgiving is. So it's actually quite complicated. Oh, even that word is complicated. It's quite complicated. It's quite deep. It's quite difficult to understand. Thanksgiving is basically a time of giving thanks. Okay, did you get that? It's, it's, very, it's very tricky. Thanksgiving is a time of giving thanks. And that's what the holiday is about. It's a time to give thanks. But if you're like me, maybe you're here this morning thinking, you know, it is great to have a day each year where we give thanks and we're just grateful for the good things in our life. But really, should we just be like that on one day of the year? Shouldn't that be an attitude? Shouldn't that be a, um, something that we do every single day of the year? You see, I hope you're challenged this Thursday um, to think through, you know, as grateful as I am today, as, as good as it is on a day like today to pause and give thanks, I'd like to, to be the kind of person that has that kind of spirit that attitude, that, that, that gratitude um, throughout the whole year. You see, gratitude can make a huge difference in your life. If you're somebody that has gratitude within you, it can change the way you live your life. This last Monday night, um, Connect Church is part of the Washington Ministerial Association. And on Monday night, the, the association put on an event here in town. It was at the high school. And it was ch- to kind of um, just, just mark the one-year anniversary of the tornado. So we had a lot of people from throughout the city showed up and they were there and there was some time of prayer and some singing and some music and some scripture reading. And, and in, in the middle, they asked me if I would stand up and share some thoughts. So I'd worked on this message I wanted to share. It's only going to be about um, 10 or 12 minutes long, but I really felt like the, the angle I wanted to take was that we, we can be grateful as a community to God. Because over this last year, we've seen his hand at work in um, blessing us as we've grown, blessing us as the community has rebuilt. Uh, We've become Washington strong. I think we were kind of strong beforehand, but it's almost like this has really marked us as a strong community, the way we've kind of rebuilt following that tornado. 
So I was talking all about how, how we can look to be grateful to God and how sometimes it's hard in the midst of a storm to be grateful and yet still it's, it's the right thing to do. And I've got to be honest, I was kind of nervous come Monday. And I'll tell you why I was nervous, and I know some of you were praying for me, and I really appreciate that. I was nervous because going into the um, meeting that night, I, I actually made the mistake of um, doing some research or doing some reading on Facebook. So on Facebook, there are some different pages you can go to of people who have, were affected by the storm. And as I started to read, I saw some people whose, whose comments weren't, weren't really full of gratitude, in fact, quite the opposite. They were full more of, of complaining and frustrations and, you know, this happened and this happened and I'm angry and I'm mad and I'm upset. And, and I understand that. But as I'm reading it, I thought, man, if I'm here tonight talking about gratitude and some of these people are here, I, I don't know how this is going to affect them. Maybe I'll upset them with some of these things I'm sharing. So I started to read more and look into it more. And, and the more I looked and the more I compared stories, I expected to find that all these people who, who had good attitudes, who were grateful, who were, who were doing okay, I assumed that they just had had a really smooth process, that since the tornado, everything had gone well. And the people who were over here who were frustrated and complaining, maybe they'd hit hard times, insurance issues, builders, issues, whatever it may be. But as I started to look, I actually found that, that some of the people who were grateful some of these people who had, had positive attitudes, they had just as many problems, just as many setbacks, just as many hurdles to overcome as the people who were in this camp who were complaining. And what I realized as I was preparing for that message was it wasn't the situation that changed this person's response to this person's response. It was actually just their attitude. This group of people here had made a decision, even in the midst of a, a difficult time, to say, listen, we can find something to be grateful for. We can find something to be thankful for in the midst of all of this chaos. And really, when it comes to gratitude, I think that's the, the key for all of us, that sometimes it's a choice we make. We can either choose to be grateful people or, or make the choice to be ungrateful people. Sometimes that's the default choice because we haven't chosen to be grateful people. And this isn't a new situation. Jesus himself ran into this. We're actually going to look at a story here right now as told by Luke, who was one of the guys who, who told, wrote the story of Jesus' life. And Luke tells this amazing story. He's the only one of the four writers who tells this particular story. We're going to read it here together. You can find it in Luke chapter 17, and it starts in verse 11. It says, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now, in this particular story, there's so much we could talk about. We could talk about healing. We could talk about the faith in the situation. But what I want to just focus on today, what I want to focus on this week, is the fact that of 10 of them, only one 
demonstrated gratitude. Out of 10, all who were healed, only one came back to Jesus and said thank you. Here's the bottom line that I want to challenge us with this morning. The the takeaway that I want you to, to, to think through this week as we go into our Thanksgiving week. It's this. It's unexpressed gratitude is the same as ingratitude. Unexpressed gratitude is really just the same as ingratitude. What I mean by that is, um, you know, none of us want to be known as ungrateful people. None of us want to be known as people who uh, demonstrate ingratitude. But the reality is, if we're not expressing thanks, if we're not expressing our gratitude, that's pretty much the same as ingratitude. You know, in this story, it doesn't say that the nine were ungrateful. I don't think they were. It doesn't say they weren't excited to be discovered, that they were healed. I think they were pretty much like ecstatic. These were lepers living on the outskirts of the city, and Jesus healed them. I'm sure they were thrilled. In fact, I wonder if they just assumed that Jesus knew how excited they were. The only thing we do know for sure is that of 10 of them, only one came back to tell Jesus he was grateful. And that's the problem with unexpressed gratitude. If we just assume that they know we're grateful, if we just assume that those around us um, are aware that, that we're grateful, it causes problems in our lives. In preparing for my message, I came across a, a talk that a lady did. Her name's Dr. Laura Trice. And she did a talk at, um, at an event called TED where they have different experts and different people will come in and give talks on different subjects. And she came in to speak on gratitude. And the reason that this particular lady was, was very well equipped to speak on this subject is because this particular doctor, she works um, in the, 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 the community, the area of rehab units and uh, dealing with people who have life controlling issues, addictions, problems. And in speaking about gratitude, she says, in my experience with the, the people I work with day in, day out, I come across a lot of people A lot of guys, a lot of girls who the core of their problem, when you strip away all the the problems they have at the very core, the core wound that they have is that they had a parent, maybe a father, who never told them that he was proud of them. At the very core, they had a father who never told them he was proud of them. And she said in this talk, she said, you know, and that's not the greatest problem. She said the greatest problem is that for many of these individuals, they then find out later in life when maybe the father passes away, whether it's at the funeral or following that from other family members, that they'll say, oh, he was so proud of you. He would tell us all the time how proud he was of you. He was always speaking highly of you. And that almost made it worse because they would think, well, If he was telling everyone else, why did he never tell me? Why did he never tell me how proud he was of me or how how, how impressed he was in who I was? And that's the core of this problem, she said, is that unexpressed gratitude is the same as ingratitude. You know, this one leper, the one out of the ten, he wanted to make sure that everyone knew how grateful he was. Listen to to what Luke says here. He says there in um, uh, verse 15 and 16, he says um, that he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. 
It's a short sentence, but there's a couple of um, uh, truths there that I think Luke wanted us to capture about this particular moment. The first is that he came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. You know, he was, he was thanking Jesus for what he'd done, but he wanted everyone to know, hey, listen, this guy healed me. Praise God. I want you all to know as he's shouting that I am so grateful, and I want everyone to know how grateful I am for what this man did to me. The second thing that Luke pointed out there is that this man was a Samaritan. Now, there's a reason Luke pointed this out. You see, back in that culture, um, Jesus himself was a Jew, and this man was a Samaritan. And there was actually a lot of tension, a lot of racial hostility between the Jews and the Samaritans. So Luke thinks this is a valid point to make. He's saying, listen, not only did this guy come back and thank Jesus, he was a Samaritan. He was essentially an enemy of the Jews, and still... He came back. The person you'd least expect of all ten, the one you'd least expect, he was the one that came back and said thank you. Isn't it amazing when the one you'd least expect shows gratitude? There's a couple that have been attending Connect now for several months and we came across them following the tornado as a church. We were able to help them and we got to hear their story and it, it turns out that they, um, they were home the day of the tornado he was in the backyard and uh, just doing some yard work and he heard the sirens go off and uh, they, went, they, they sounded and then they went off again. So he went around the front of the house to just kind of check the weather and there he said he saw the tornado coming. He says he ran into the house and, and he grabbed his wife and said, we've got to get to the basement quick. And he said within seconds, it couldn't have been any more than 10 seconds of them getting into the basement, they could hear the house upstairs just being torn apart. He said the basement walls caved in a little bit and there was debris on the stairs. They couldn't get out of the basement. They had to have people kind of dig them out. We discovered as well as we got to know them that since then they've, they've uh, run into uh, all sorts of hurdles with contractors, with insurance, with uh, situations of where to find housing. It's been a long, difficult year for them. But this week, she emailed me and she was asking about some things. And, and she said, oh, by the way, we were interviewed on the radio. You should click this link and listen to it. So I click on the link and it was uh, Peoria Public Radio Station. And I listened to this interview from this couple. And through the interview, they describe what happened that day. But then they go on to say, but we were so grateful the, 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 the workers who showed up straight away, the Salvation Army, the Red Cross, they were helping and we were so grateful for them. And then people came in in trucks with materials, tarps, gloves, and people we'd never met before came and gave us supplies, climbed up on our roof and tarped our roof. We were so grateful for those people. We've been so grateful, they said on this interview, of, of all that's happened over the last year, all the people that have helped they email me pretty regularly about different things. And, and every time they email, hey, we're so grateful for Connect Church and for God for being with us through all of this. You know, if there was someone who, who had a good reason not to be grateful, it was this couple here. And yet here they are demonstrating gratitude. It's like how Luke points out with this Samaritan. Listen, this is the one you'd least expect it. But he came back and he said, thank you to Jesus. You see, I think that these people, this particular couple in their church, they understood what Paul taught when he was writing to a church in Thessalonica. Paul wrote to many churches, many followers of Jesus throughout the New Testament. And one of those churches was in a, a city called Thessalonica. And he wrote this book called One Thessalonians. He wrote another one called Two Thessalonians. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, he says, Give thanks 
in all situations, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul's saying, hey, listen, this is God's will. You want to know what God's plan is for your life? It's to give thanks in all circumstances. So what does that look like for us? How do we practice that in our lives? How do we make this more than just a a Thursday in November once a year event? Well, I want to suggest this morning just a couple of ways, a couple of different areas that we could really try and strive to do this more. Two different areas, two very practical ways that that you can take this this morning and say, okay, I can try in just these two areas to try and, and give more thanks. To show more thanksgiving more than just one week of the year. The first of those areas is in showing gratitude to God. Showing gratitude to God. Now we have many visitors every week at Connect and, and many guests who come and, and very often we have people who come and, and they may not be a follower of Jesus. They're here with a friend or a spouse and they're just kind of checking things out. And you may not be at that place yet where you're, you're, you're willing to show gratitude to God because you're still not really sure about God and you're still not really sure about the place that he um, has in your life. But I want to tell you that there are, there are actually many people here this morning who are, who, who have made that decision to follow Jesus. And you're the ones I want to speak to right now. Those of you who said, I want to follow Jesus. I want to um, spend my life living for him. Because if you're a follower of Jesus this morning, I want to challenge you to make it a discipline in your life that you want to develop of living a life of thanksgiving to God. You see, there's a psalmist, and he wrote in Psalm 100, verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The psalmist is saying here that when you come into the presence of God, it should be with thanksgiving. You see, I wonder if you're a little bit like me sometimes. And and when I spend time praying and and I um, pray throughout the week and I try and have times where I just get alone with God and pray. And, and before I know it, I find myself getting into this kind of shopping list of, okay, God, and, and I need some help here, and I need this. And, and maybe you're like that, and you're saying, okay, God, uh, just help me with that project at work today. And, you know, please, God, help my boss to be in a better mood today than he was yesterday, because that's a pretty rough one. And, and you're kind of working your way down through this list. And, you know, that's okay. God wants to hear our hearts. He loves hearing our prayers, and he loves hearing the the cries of our hearts and what we're going through, and and very often the lists that we have of things. God, would you help me here? Would you help me here? Because I believe that God is like a perfect heavenly father, and he wants to hear uh, the needs that we have, and he wants to help meet those needs. But I wonder also if he wants to hear us, just tell him how much we love him. If we should pause sometimes and rather than just going into the shopping list of prayer requests, spend some time saying, God, let me tell you right now how awesome you are. Let me tell you what you mean to me. How often do we spend time just thanking God for all the blessings that we already have in our lives? Case and I were talking about this whole idea of gratitude and, and, and she said, you know what I've discovered? She said, in all my life, in, in everything that we've been through as a family and all the, the trials we've faced, I've discovered that there is always, it's always possible to find something to give thanks to God for. You know, the reality is this morning, whatever you're facing, whatever circumstance you're in right now, it is always possible to find something to give thanks to God for, which is why it's good for us to thank him. It does something to our hearts. It blesses God, I think, to hear us thank him, but it's good for us as well to give him 
thanks. You know, another way we can thank him isn't just in the, the time of prayer, when we pray of, uh, in, our, in our own private prayer times. Another way that we can express our love and our gratitude and our thanks to God is on a Sunday morning in church. When we come along and when we sing these songs, it's our way of saying, God, I love you so much. And sometimes we get caught up in the routine. We sing, you know, because we've always sung. But this morning we sang this song, How Great Thou Art. And I know it's a familiar song, and I know many of you know the words, and you probably sang along just because you knew it. But the reality is the words, those song is saying, God, you are awesome. You are so great. And for many of us as followers of Jesus, that's an opportunity for us to say, thank you, God, for all that you've done. And I want to challenge you because every Sunday we come in and every Sunday we sing. And it's quite easy to be sitting here standing and singing because we know the words and we know the song. And, and we're somewhere else. We're thinking about this week or we're thinking about what happened yesterday or on the way to church this morning. And this is a time to really focus in and tell God just how much we love him and how much he means to us. You know, about a month ago, I was stood down here during our time of, of singing and, and we were worshiping God and I realized I needed something from the foyer to, to, to show during my message. So I, I slipped out during the music and I was walking up there to the, to the gym doors at the back. And I walked past a young lady who attends our church on a regular basis. She was sat just back here. She's in her 20s and right now she is um, in a major, major battle with cancer. And sadly, it's, it, it, it's a losing battle right now. It's, it's, it's having a, a big impact on her. She's been through chemotherapy. She's on an experimental drug right now. And we've got to talk with her a lot and pray with her. And, and she, her attitude through it is just incredible. She loves Jesus. And she praises Jesus. And that morning, as I was leaving to go out, I saw her at the back here. And I, I don't even remember what song we were singing. All I know is as I walked past her, she had her eyes closed and her arms in the air. She was singing at the top of her lungs, just telling God how much she loved her. And in that moment, I just had this thought, man, if there was anyone this morning who had a reason not to be grateful to God, it's this young lady and what she's going through. And yet here she is putting, putting me to shame with just how much she's celebrating and thanking God for who he is. And it challenged me that morning. There, there should never be anything that should stop me from being able to, to worship God and thank God and just show my love and appreciation to all that God is and all that he's done in my life. So let me challenge you that, in this, that first this morning, that there are ways that we can show gratitude to God in our lives. But there's another area I want to challenge you on this week, and that's showing gratitude to the ones that we love. Showing gratitude to the ones that we love. And you may be sitting this morning thinking, well, people I love, they know I love them. But it's this idea again of this unexpressed gratitude. When was the last time you told them? When was the last time you thanked them? Husbands, if you're here this morning, when was the last time you thanked your wife for what she does? Maybe it's looking after the kids, preparing the meals, looking after the home. When was the last time you just thanked her that she does that for your family? Maybe in your family, it's the, it's the dad that does that. Maybe he's the guy who prepares the meals or, or, or cleans the home, whatever it is. And, and why? When was the last time you thanked him? Maybe he walks the dog every day. When did you say, hey, thanks for walking that dog? <laughs> thanks for taking out the trash. Whatever it may be. 
You know, it's funny because Casey doesn't always know uh, what it is I'm going to be speaking about. She has an idea, but she doesn't necessarily know every part of my message. So I'm sure as she hears me speaking on this subject right now, she's thinking, ah, that's why he's been thanking me a lot this week. It is. It's because I've been challenged. I'm thinking, man, when was the last time I, I told Casey how grateful I am for all the wonderful things that she does for our family? Because you see, here's the danger that we can very easily find ourselves in. We can find ourselves thinking, well, but that's what they're supposed to do. Why would I why would I thank her? You know, why would I thank him for taking out the trash? That's his job. He's in charge of taking out the trash. But you know, that's that's a very dangerous area to creep into. Because when we start thinking that way, it actually takes us into what is kind of an entitlement attitude. Well, that's what is expected. That's what I expect of that person. And I think entitlement is probably the furthest you can get away from gratitude. So it's going back to those loved ones in our lives and saying, hey, thank you for what you've done. Because even if deep down you think, well, I'm sure they know it, unexpressed gratitude is the same as ingratitude. So we need to speak those words of affirmation, speak that gratitude, say thanks for what you did. Thanks for that. All of us, husbands and wives, parents and kids. I've got a friend who, um, actually they're friends of Casey and ours, a great couple, and they've got kids who are close in age to our kids. And um, they told us a story a while back, brilliant story about how they, they went away as a family for a, a long weekend. And it was just a great weekend. They had fun. They did all sorts of activities. And on the last day before coming home, uh, they kind of split up and the guys went one way and the girls went shopping. And off mum went and um, a couple of teenage girls and they, they, they found themselves in a mall and um, she knew they needed some new clothes. So they went to this kind of cool store and, and she bought brand new outfits for both the girls. I mean, just really nice outfits, you know, real great. And uh, she got to the, they were trying them on and they loved them, you know, and, and they picked out everything they wanted and they went to pay. And she thought, well, you know, they haven't thanked me yet, but I'm sure they're, you know, when we get to the register and we pay, that's probably when. And they got to the register and she paid and they took the bags and they started to walk out the store. And she's like, well, they haven't thanked me yet, but I'm sure they will here in a minute. And, and they went and they met up with the boys and they found dad and the girls were like opening the bags going, dad, look what we just bought. And they're, they're pulling out the clothes and she's thinking, well, I'm sure in any second now they're going to thank me. Still hadn't thanked mum. And I'm sure that they thought, well, she knows we're grateful, but that's what mums do. They buy his clothes. Not this mum. She said, girls, we're going back to the store. And they're like, why? We're returning all those clothes. Why? Because you never said thank you. <gasps> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, thank you, thank you. Sorry, thank you. No, come on, we're going back to the store. And they're like, no, no, we're sorry, thank you. Come on, we're going back to the store. They get to the store, they get up to the register. The girls are like, we're sorry, thank you, thank you. Fighting back tears. The associate recognized her and says, was there a problem? No, 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 we just need to return everything. Why? They didn't say thank you. So the associate's like, man, I've got to make sure I say thank you from now on. <laughs> Do you know she returned every item of clothing? Those girls left that store, they were devastated. But we talked to this family and I said, okay, so tell me this. How's their gratitude since then? Oh, Dave, they say thank you for everything. <laughs> they are always saying thank you. That was a big lesson they learned, and they are always saying thank you. 
you know, we challenge our kids as well. You know, if it's a, a, just a, taking them on a ride to five points or whatever it is, always say thank you. Because the unexpressed gratitude, it, it comes across as ingratitude. So never miss a moment to say thank you. Never miss a moment to tell someone you appreciate what they do or who they are. So here's my challenge to you this morning. We're going to get uh, real practical here. I'm going to give you a real practical challenge to take away with you. So we talked about how um, as followers of Jesus, we can show more gratitude to God, make a, a conscious decision to tell him thank you for the good things in our lives when we're worshiping on a Sunday morning, just really think about those words we're singing. We're going to make an effort to, to show gratitude to one another and speak it out. And just because she's your wife or just because he's your husband, we're not going to just expect things. We're going to you know, really try and be verbal with our thanks, not just because it's Thanksgiving, but every day of the week, every month of the year, and just be verbal with our gratitude, verbal with our thanks. But here's, here's the practical challenge I want to make for you this morning. So I'm going to ask my uh, great ushers to make their way forward. They're going to start to pass out these cards, and I want you to take one each and then pass them along. So what you're going to get here this morning is a thank you card, okay? Every one of you is going to get a thank you card and an envelope, and there is even a stamp on the envelope. I have tried to take every obstacle away. All that is left for you to do this week is just write something inside that card. Write something on the envelope. Think of someone who you could send this card to and just say thanks for who you are Thanks for what you've done. Now listen, some of you out there, you've already decided, well, I'm a husband, I'm going to give this to my wife. Don't, listen, I paid for this stamp. Don't just give it to her, okay? If you're going to do that, that's great. Put it in the mail. A couple of days later, she's going to get it. It'll be great. She'll get this postcard in the mail and, and she'll love it. Or maybe it's your, your parents. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone who you work with, someone who, you know, they, they know you're grateful. But man, just sending them this card will make a difference in their lives. Do you know what? It'll make a difference in your life. Let me tell you why. Have you ever noticed that when you start complaining about something, pretty soon you can think of something else to complain about? And it kind of becomes this downward spiral, doesn't it? Of like, well, and then this happened, and now this is happening, and now this is happening. And before you know it, you're complaining, complaining, complaining. The same is true of gratitude. When you make an effort to say thanks to someone, when you make an effort to just say, hey, thanks for what you did, you think, you know what? There's someone else I could thank. Or there's something else I could thank this person for. And gratitude leads to more gratitude. I'm hoping this will be the first of many cards that some of you will send in the future. Because you're going to make that effort to say, you know what? I don't want to just be known as somebody who, who, unexpressed, who had unexpressed gratitude. I want people to, to know how grateful I am for who they are, for what they do. So take this opportunity this week, write a card, Put it in the envelope, send it in the mail, and show someone this week how grateful you are. Let's pray. God, on this week of Thanksgiving, when everything that's coming at us from TV ads to uh, media to po uh, Hallmark cards, uh, we're just being reminded of the fact that it's, it's a week of Thanksgiving. And we're going to gather this week as family and friends with loved ones. And uh, some are going to be in one home. Some will be in multiple homes. But with the idea of just being thankful for the good things in our life. I pray in Jesus' name. Especially for those of us who are here this morning who are followers of Jesus. That we would um, strive to be thankful for all things in our lives. 
We would strive to be more vocal in our thanks to you for all the great things you've done in our lives. That we would strive to be people that aren't shy about thanking or shy about telling people how much they mean to us. But we're very vocal in our praise and in our thanks to those who are in our lives who we love. Even if it's just this card, Lord, I pray this card will make a difference in someone's life this week. And I just pray that all who are here will have a great week, Lord, a great time with family. Bring them safely back, I pray in Jesus' name.